Thank you so much for joining us today for the Northgate Review Podcast, where we take a look at the sermons that were given in our Sunday services. Today, me and PLD have a lot of fun, so thank you for joining us, and let's go. live coming coming at you live northgate review hey friends northgate renew uh, review take three. i got some more comment <laughs> comments that i'm still super quiet and you're loud again uh, i will give you the privilege of having a microphone that is evenly mixed loud when you stop yelling randomly or whispering randomly you're acting like I like have Tourette's or something. Use your big boy voice. I do all the time. I talk like this. Like this is normal. This is normal talk. That's that normal talk. Yeah. Yeah. However, when we get into it and you start telling okay, stories. If you hear this happen. I'm gonna do one of these. Should we have a safe word? <laughs> What's the safe word? Flugelhorn. Okay, when you <laughs> now I wanna do it just so I can hear you say flugelhorn. <laughs> flugelhorn. <laughs> Right in the middle, uh, and then I'll just pick it up. I'm just not even going to respond. Look, I'll try to give you a little more, but I'm going to need you to be a big boy and, and really you know, belt it out when you talk, okay? Okay. Well, welcome to the review. Let's do this. We, we started a new, <laughs> a new series. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, and, kicked uh, off a new series. John A. was in uh, San Francisco campus. For those of you who missed the worship night last night, just want to call attention to this. You tried... Mm-hmm. To uh, I already know where you're going. Go you ahead. tried to discourage the uh, PLD from, I did, from no. being used. I did not try to discourage and it. And if you missed this worship night, what ended up happening when he referenced it was just the room roared with and applause. they started screaming, Kurt, <laughs> Kurt. <laughs> People were ready for the PLD. They finally got to see you acknowledge your mantra. Is that a thing, mantra? <laughs> I, I don't even know. They were ready to. They wanted you to acknowledge. I poked at it to see his name. If we could, I actually did poke at it to see if we could lose it, and I lost. Yeah, yeah, of course. Holy. But I did, I got excited though too because I could tell because of all the Kurt screams that there was quite a few podcasters yeah, out there. There were some podcasters. Someone said, uh, "Have a good night, Kurt," when they left. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, I was. I did say specifically. I said. A lot of, you know, I was giving the example of the little faithers. Yeah. And that, you know, we can take it as a derogatory term, but it can be endearing. And I think that's how it was meant. Just mm-hmm. like how people, I'm finally coming into it, the PLD. PLD is such an endearing name for you. It, It's like a nice BLT sandwich. Good old PLD. Yeah, until then people start doing it like with old school 90s music of like, you know PLD, yeah, you know me. As, who told you that? I was rewriting the rap song uh, for you. <laughs> like, I don't know, a hundred different people. Yeah, you know me. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what they're doing. I even have text messages from friends back east that have little music jiggles emojis on the thing saying, you know me, PLD. Yeah, I also you know really me. like the one, because uh, I'm PLD. I'm down of might. You, we did this already in the <laughs> podcast in the past. You're a dork. It's great stuff. Yeah, we kicked off a new series yesterday, From Heaven to Earth. Mm. Good stuff, man. Flugelhorn. 
too loud? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll do. That's what I'll do for you when it's too, gonna randomly when it's start. too much. Yeah, too much. Too much. As long as I'm not yawning, man, you should be happy. Okay? I, I'm feeling good. I don't know, though. It's the afternoon. It's time for your quite, afternoon I'm nap. quite sleepy. <laughs> From heaven to earth. We kicked it off this yeah, Sunday. I was in series. SF. You know, yes. we did. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, the Bethel campus. They finished out their life money legacy. Yeah, now we're going to sync up. Mm. So I, that's going to be interesting. I don't know if they're going to get. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. How that's going to happen. We were planning on syncing up at Easter. This weekend is a different message for them altogether. So they're really like two behind with that. No, we were going to sync up starting April 7th. Oh, but but at the sync up is actually, it's I'm giving the message mm. via video. Oh. On the, whatever that is, the 7th or something like that. Weekend before. Palm Sunday, yeah. Yeah, so there's two more <clears throat> before that. Yeah. Yeah, so no, there's not going to be a sync up. So if you're listening from the Bethel SF campus. Mm. You're always a week ahead right now. That's great. Well, and you're, we're going to be discussing a message that you haven't heard and I don't think are going to hear. So you got to go watch it on the YouTube channel. Yeah. Which is also linked in the app where you're finding this podcast. You really get like a double of everything. Yeah. Never thought of it like it's that. It's so good. Man. Yeah, because this next week you're kind of getting a one-off, a special one. It's a special week there. And then, um, and then we're going to be doing a different message here, which is continuing the series. And then they're going to hop in with us. And so we'll be synced up the two campuses in the same topics. Fantastic. Yeah, and then you're going to be giving the Palm Sunday here at this campus. Right. And Carrie Latticer, who was our mm. women's conference speaker from last year, she's going to come and share for Palm Sunday at the Northgate San Francisco Bethel campus. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. And then Easter. Easter. And then you're going to do your first ever Easter message. That's right. Man. Yeah, I'm not telling anyone which campus because I don't want to see if people will know. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the toss-up. Who's going to be where? It's the show, man. I grew up dreaming as a little boy to speak Easter. You're getting your first Easter way before I got my... We're getting our, the Easter. We're getting our first Easters together. Desperate times, man. They call for desperate measures. Here we are. <laughs> wow. Wow. Flugenberg. Flugelhorn. Fl- Flugenberg is yours, though. <laughs> That's why I keep using it. I'm going to see how many times I can use it. I've used it more than you. I know, because you're, you're speaking like a big boy right now. Flugenberg. <laughs> Enough. Go. I regret this now. <laughs> I regret giving you this authority. Uh, from heaven to earth. So what do, you think, what do you even think about this, this idea about the series slash conversation we're doing? And by the way, if you haven't figured this out... Um, I feel like we've had a little bit more focus recently on making things building blocks mm-hmm. and setting up. They're, yeah. they're one-ups in their own, but they're really kind of being made right now to be something that you're following mm-hmm. and part of. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. We did I that. like it. I would love to get some feedback about that, though, because that's not something we've done typically in the past. Yeah. I, even, even like uh, the Kill the Spider series, they were all one-offs, but we clearly referenced the other ones. You know, you would reference other words while you're still talking about yeah. the word that you're this going is, to. This is a strategic shift, though, a little yeah. bit. Um, with Life, Money, Legacy, it literally was building blocks to, like, land a plane. And yeah. the the Kill the Spider, really the only connection is that they were all deadly sins and all things that we deal with. But they were still one-offs. They were still one-offs, but there was some building. So, for instance, with gluttony being... Yeah, but if you did, if you missed one, you didn't feel like you missed a concept you or an should. idea. You uh, should. No, totally, totally. <laughs> no, just kidding, totally. I'm kidding. 
this, no, this is this is, is a little bit more different because there's I I feel like there's going to be much more referencing, um, of like yeah, kind of like what we explained already. We're building on that now, yeah. and so then you're going to feel potentially a little left out. It'll be like, well, oh wait, what happened? That's what I told you even this morning when I or this afternoon right before this when we talked about this message, and I said. It was good. I felt like you should have ended it here, and you're like, "Well, hold on, we're gonna get there in the next little bit." Like that's we have to go somewhere in this right. series. So it's that thing. It's like I hope people were looking at that, thinking, "Man, I really, I feel like there was still a little unanswered here." I want to. There keep were going. some of those comments of like, "Wow, I'm, I'm, I love how you just opened this. I'm really excited to see where it's going." Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they also were like, "I have no idea where you're gonna land it. Are you gonna unpack one of the things you just mentioned a little deeper?" And that was also interesting because you could tell who kind of like had a leaning towards something like, oh, please yeah. talk about this. We don't ever talk about this. <laughs> so so it's kind of like the suspense of like, am I going to yeah. be letting you down? Because you're like, finally, we're going to talk about this. Or is it hmm. something else? Well, yeah. And hopefully it'll play into people, uh, their decision. Maybe if you're waking up and you're thinking, oh, do I want to go to church today? Hopefully that conversation is like, well, no, I have to. Part three. Here we go. I got to I got to hear how this resolves. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think maybe one good. of my favorite favorite comments was somebody who is brand new to this faith community, brand new to a relationship with Jesus, kind of discovering, unpacking, and only been coming, came for the first time to anything, um, Christmas, uh, Christmas services, and then hadn't done church before that. And, um, like long, 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 long time. Yeah. And, uh, she listens to the podcast. So shout out, shout out. And, uh, you know who you are. Yeah, I just said her name. Oh, did you? Yeah. I got to listen I better. I guess it was a flugelhorn. I needed to say it louder. <laughs> Stop whispering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she goes, yeah, last week in the podcast, you kind of teased what the series is going to be. And then I literally wrote down so many questions that I had and I've been going through all this stuff. Like I have so many questions about who Jesus is and like who God is and like what that looks like. And then she's like, oh my goodness, I came here today and like. I am unreal. Like my, I'm so excited about this. You answered so many of my questions and I'm just like so excited because I'm like, this is exactly what I need to know and what I want to know. (laughs) And so I was like, this I'm in like, I'm with you. I love it. Yeah. And it's so interesting how, um, it can, it can seem like such an easy concept of like, we're going to talk about Jesus. And that's, that's not an easy topic. Yeah. But it's like, (laughs) well, we talk about Jesus every week. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like this was a, um, a majoring in the major. I, I, yeah, I felt like you, that was my, that's what I said to you. I was like, you didn't talk about Jesus. Like the way that I wanted you to talk about Jesus. Cause you kept saying, if you want to know who God is, look at Jesus. And my question at the end was, then who is Jesus? <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get there friends. Yeah. Yeah. You remember, you just need to listen to what he says and watch what he does again. But that's who God is. <laughs> Cause they're one of the same. That was that circle as you were going through the passage in John where it's like, wait, wait. No, okay, you didn't answer my question, and you gave me another question, so, like, can we go back here? Weird how you picked up on that. <laughs> oh, dude, it was a circle the whole time. It was oh, great. man, weird how you picked up. I don't think most people picked up on that I was playing the same game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I left everyone <laughs> hanging to be like, but wait, you didn't answer the question. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Well, you got to get up pretty early to, to get one past old, old Kurt here. <laughs> Uh, oh man <clears throat> yeah we kicked off the series i'm i'm personally excited about this series so uh yeah you were I, excited just from the title of it when yeah. i first mentioned let me let me tell you something so this weekend uh we did that uh so at the worship night we introduced kind of a little bit of a new song 
we did that whole song in San Francisco this weekend. The song's called Another in the Fire. Really great song. Dude, I, that was on my mind. I kept singing that in my head yeah. all through the night. I was great waking song. up. Just uh, just the little part that we did. Loved it. And Josh Ford murdered it. Oh, he murdered it. So good. <laughs> I was driving in to San Francisco. And um, I, so great song. Story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I kind of told that story. But the different, everybody gets another in the fire. The, the chorus has powerful words, but you can kind of grasp it. There's a line in the bridge that stuck out to me, and I talked about it with the band before the service. And as the bridge, it says, uh, I, can, uh, I can hear the roar in the heavens as the space between wears thin. That's the line in, in the chorus. And it's essentially I, what I told the band, and it ties in with this series perfectly, why I'm kind of so excited about it. The roar in the heavens, the, the, the enemy is defeated. There's this, there's the kingdom of heaven and there's the kingdom of earth. And, and Jesus comes on this earth and he's proclaiming the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of God is coming right. and is now. Right. It's not just near. It's yeah, happening. It's happening right now. But the separation from our sin, uh, the Bible project has a really good uh, illustrations in their videos about the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of earth and how they like overlap. And it's really cool. You should check it out. But that line. Well, new heaven, new earth. Yeah, exactly. And in that line, I was telling the band, I was like, how cool is that, that as we are praising and we're singing, as the space between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of earth wears thin, it's like through our praises, through our singing, through our worship, it's almost like we're we're scratching through this this surface of like we're we're helping break down this wall, like we're ushering in the kingdom of God through our worship and through our lives that we're living on this earth, which is our responsibility as followers of Jesus. I don't know, the imagery of like as the space between wears thin, like it's almost like it's slowly breaking away. Mm, yeah. I, I love that. And it tied in with the song too, but they didn't even get a chance to experience that in San Francisco. I'm, they were finishing another series. It's good. It's All right. Side. What do we, what, what should we unpack some more? <sighs> Man, what not to, so I, I told you. Um, so the John 14 one. So here's something I, I know, <laughs> I like stared at it up on the screen. I don't know why dyslexia or whatever threw it around for me, but I opened up with, John was explaining that God came from heaven to earth and dwelt among us, John 1, 4. Then I gave the story in the passage that was John 14. Oh, no, John 1, 14. Yeah. Then I opened up within the passage about Jesus re-explaining the same thing at the end to the disciples about who he was and the only way to the Father was through him and that he was the Father, which started John 14, 1. Yeah. That's tough stuff. I, I didn't want to mention it, but I was like, well, aren't you interesting there? <laughs> Sounds like we're talking about the same thing. It's just backwards, this number game. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Rabbit hole. Okay. Yeah, great, great uh, passage. I told you the, um, uh, the, the setup, the way that you set up that passage in John 14 about how this was a very emotionally charged room. Was this frustrating is, for yeah. you. Yeah. Well... No, I mean, let's just be honest. Oh, no, you're talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was like, man, come on, get to the point. Can we just get to the verse already? Yeah. But when I went back and as you were reading this this passage, I thought, man, I haven't I haven't looked at this passage this way before with this light. With, to feel the emotions of yeah, it. Yeah, well, you know how it is when you read scripture. We have the tendency to separate the context. So I might only read that passage, but right. I'm not seeing the frustration yeah. that comes the so You're just ahead. focused on the... Um, the only way to the Father is through me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and the Iwana stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Iwana stuff. But looking at it through the lens of this is a frustrating environment. They're saying we don't want you to go. We're also kind of angry that you're talking about going. We really want you to stay here. 
And then Jesus is saying these things that really don't make sense, but they make sense to us. Because what you said in the, in the sermon, which was a good thing that you said it was, keep this in mind. We know the end. We know he's going to raise from the dead. Yeah. They don't know. They just hear him saying, bye, guys. I know we've spent this time together, <laughs> but I got to go. Remember, I do have a greater purpose, and it's not <laughs> you yet. Yeah. And so stopping, like hearing the little, the emotionally charged uh, precursor, and then stopping in the middle to say, like, hold on, hold on. Clear out of your mind that he's already Well, and Peter had already death. said, hey, wherever you go, I'm going to go with you. Yeah. Like, it's just, that's just like a, a, a done deal. And then at the end of the Gospels. Like, oh, you're, 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 you're sweet. <laughs> at the end of the Gospels, he says, oh, I'm, I'm going to tell you what kind of death you're going to die, Peter. And it's going to be similar to mine. However, you're not ready to hear that yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, and then you're walking into that story. He's like, man, I'm here with the, I'm, you know what? I'm angry with the disciples right now, too, Jesus. Give me a better answer than this. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. And then we went into, uh, which I thought was unfortunate because we ran out of time, uh, the three ways that we look to uh, see who the Father is. The three ways that we seek to understand God. Four. You did four? I did. Okay. Circumstances, Circumstances nature, religion, yeah, religion. inward, yeah. So inward, yes. Yeah. The the takeaway was, though, that we were just clarifying is that Jesus was telling them, the best opportunity you have to understand who the Father is, who God is, what He cares about, what He would do, all of those things is is Him, hmm. and saying like, "It's me." This is as close as you're gonna get right now on this side of eternity, which is why I came. So, um, then what we started trying to unpack was here's some of the wrong things we look into. Often we say like, "Well, who is God?" and we let people explain who God is yeah, with their opinions, their actions, which is why most people just honestly are, don't do religion. Don't do church. Cause they're like, you're hypocrites. Well, yeah, no duh. Like you're not the person you're not supposed to be learning from that person about who God is as like the faith, the end all. Yeah. There are good things. Like I'm, I'm a professional, I'm a professional Christian, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm a broken person. I'm going to, I'm going to give you things. I'm, I'm trying as best I can to pastor people just like you are to share what I've learned, yeah. to lean into God's spirit and let him speak through, um, share testimony about my own life. Hmm. But I'm should be, and am focused on sharing just like, as we all should be saying, yeah, yeah don't listen to my word for it. Yeah. I mean, we need to listen to Jesus's word for mm -hmm. it. Right. And, um, that was one thing that hurts so many people. And, and, I mentioned in one of the services, I don't, I don't think I actually mentioned it in all of them, but that's what causes so many people to be not unchurched as much as they're anti-churched yeah. or de-churched because of an experience with a human being or tradition or a circumstance that didn't go the right way um, from something that's nominal to like death, Yeah. right? I'm done with God. He did this yeah. and I'm not okay with that or that happened with somebody else is, and then that's where you get really confused and frustrated to be like, is this God? Would I follow a God that's like this? And you know, that, that cares. And you know, it's, it's such a complicated, emotionally charged yeah. topic. And yeah. so, yeah, we tried to, uh, try to simplify it a little bit to give some sort of freedom, but also something that we can really lean into and see if we can do better at it, which is, okay, let's actually unpack what did Jesus say and what did he do that taught us about who God was 
And those are the things that he was focused on. Yeah. Instead of trying to unpack and figure out answers to everything, you see that all throughout the gospels of him kind of like just being like, ah, that's just not important. That's, you know, you asked a question, mm. but you're trying to, you know, law things up, categorize things that just don't need to be categorized because it's just not something that I'm interested in. Yeah. And that you shouldn't be interested in it as much as you've given your time and your injury to it. You shouldn't be your energy to it. So yeah. um, it was a, it was a start poke at that type of stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah, then we, we I, I, I thought it was important for us to just bring up the, the elephants in the room of what are the things that have hurt people around you or that have hurt yourself or where we're just looking in the wrong places to get our picture that we paint of who God is. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the people. I think everybody is looking for that desire to have a, a, a in the flesh example right now of someone. That's when you end up putting these pastors or these people in your lives on these pedestals of I've learned from them and they're perfect. And, and I was telling you before this, I even went back to an old passage that I really like in first Corinthians three, where Something that I saw different from it, which is what you, what the whole point of your message was, where the church is arguing over these pastors that they want to learn from. You're like, I want to hear this guy teach, or I want to hear him. He's my leader. He's my leader. And Paul's answer to this was, all all of these people are here to point you to Jesus. They're not pointing you to the Father. They're pointing you to right. who Jesus is, and Jesus is here to point you to the Father. Amen. So just learn who Jesus is. You you know, they weren't far from that at that point. No, that's 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 so good. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's uh <clears throat> I give people a hard time, but you know, people have asked it too, you know. The <laughs> All right, side side book. I just think it's like crazy how you have these large churches, especially like more Bible belt and back mm-hmm. east, but like whose name is on the church sign? Yeah. The pastor's name. Right, you have like these churches, and you're like, "Oh, that's that pastor. Yeah. That's that pastor." The the only identity that should be lifted up that great is Jesus. Yeah, it's all just a pointing thing, and so, um, it, it's yeah, it's we just it's happened over time, and a lot of it's tradition, which mm. I poked poked at a little bit, um, and then we see things come crashing down so hard. We're seeing it right now with all these kinds of reckoning that's taking place yeah. in the church that by the way, I think needs to happen. Yeah. I'm really thankful that it's happening. I'm really thankful that God's using um, women yeah. to reconcile the church, hmm. just like I felt like he used it through Jesus and women to reconcile religion at that time. I was That's what I was reading recently this weekend, why Christianity spread so fast. Oh, it was, it was listening to, no, I was listening to a sermon on marriage, and it was the guy said the reason that Mar- or Christianity spread so fast and brought down the Roman Empire is because it was honoring women and allowing them to be equal with the man, even in their relationships, because we read in uh, it's Ephesians where wives submit to your husbands, husbands submit to your wives. And he said women finally got their expression of being equals with their husbands, which is not what the Roman Empire was saying about these women. Right. And so you have these women who are like, wait a minute, God values me? Like, I want to become a follower of Jesus, a follower of the way, as you said right. in the message. And it was really interesting. because I almost brought that up. There just wasn't enough time to yeah. it. But I think there's really important teachings we need to have about that type of conversation. And mm-hmm. it's very relevant right now, just yeah. in the same way that the Catholic Church is being reconciled. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tiptoed around it. I'm, I want to be super gracious. There's great things that have come out of work on a lot of the same team, but the overemphasis on not the correct identities. Mm. 
Um, and I would say when it comes to Catholicism too, and, and this isn't a poke at like, is it right or is it wrong? I mean, I'm just going to make you angry at me, but in all reality, what becomes the emphasis in the, in the Catholic church? Is it Jesus or is it Mary? Hmm. Is it the one who birthed the Messiah or is it the Messiah himself? Hmm. And, um, we just get in a lot of trouble with, with those traditions. So it's, it's just a, let's readjust, let's refocus, let's release some stuff or let's ask really great questions hmm. and wrestle with it. And maybe we don't come up with the right answers, you know? So that way when, um, humans and things and people come tumbling down, our view of God and the whole structure isn't a house of cards that comes down with it. Yeah. You know, we've, we've had this conversation really lightly even about the Bible, you know, and that um, the Bible didn't create Christianity, hmm. that Christianity and Jesus is the reason we have the Bible, yeah. right? But we the Bible becomes a house of cards. Hmm. It becomes this thing that, you know, you're like, I'm not sure I believe that or that is just that a, seems... Is that just a story or is that real history? Or... Right. And so then we throw the whole thing out, yeah. right? And we need to realize that you don't throw everything out because you struggle with one thing in the scriptures, but you, you realize that there was a purpose for the scriptures yeah. and that it wasn't to create this. It was already created. Mm-hmm. And then you get to learn through it and God speaks through it in all kinds of different ways. And so if we can, as a people, and I think it's so freeing, man, seriously, adjust and like just understand that there's... um like a light bulb and an enlightening that can take place and some freedom to be like, Oh, this makes so much more sense. Now I have too much weight on specific things when I don't need to. And I, I'm not being the disciple I need to be, um, because I'm just stuck and, um, that's not helping the kingdom at all. Yeah. Perhaps the most, uh, perhaps, perhaps, In summation, <laughs> uh, I think the most convicting of the of the four ways that we uh, incorrectly try to encounter the Father or explain the Father, uh, the one that got me the most was when you went into um, our circumstances, and oh, how much of my theology of God, how much of the way that I believe I'm going to encounter God, or or the and ultimately. What my brain is trying to do, and I think that's what we're all trying to do, is we're trying to create parameters that we can somehow explain and understand the wild vastness of, of creator God. So if I can we systematize it for yeah, sure. Yeah, let's make a system. If I can put God in this in this system of some sort, then and I can understand basically like what how was he how has he come through in the past? What has he done when I've done this? Or if I did this. And how can I expect him to do something else in the future? Um, and, and in just circumstances, I, wow, that was very convicting for me. What ways do I expect God to come through for me in the future because he did something for me in the past? Give an uh, example. Circumstance. Um, when, I, when I left my last church before I came on to Northgate, um, I spent the better portion of, that, of my last year at that church looking for another place to go. And this was a very raw, emotional time for me, and I didn't know what to do, so I'm praying this whole time, like, God, I need direction. Left sounds, like, heartbreaking. Left? Yeah, when I left my church, I mean, that sounds... When you were called out of that church... Well, it didn't feel like that at that time, but I did get called out. 
Well, before that happened, <laughs> you just went, you just said both. Well, I didn't, but I did. No, I said it didn't feel like it, but I definitely see how it was. I spent the greater half of the year looking for other churches and interviewing and and just trying to find a way out and saying, God, you want me somewhere else? Take me there. Maybe it's this one. God, what about this one? This one. And I was raised probably like most people are raised. You don't leave a job until you have another job lined up. You have bills to pay. You're an adult. Do the right thing. Right. And it's also a different realm when it comes to when you're like serving in, in mm-hmm. ministry yeah. and shepherding. It's you still not love these a, people. Yeah. Well, and it's it's different than just a job. Yeah, exactly. And so what, what happened for that uh, job was that after I had turned down the other job offers that I had, and I finally said, okay, God, it's not that one. So I know you're going to bring me another one. It was when I felt God, I, I remember waking up that morning and him saying, all right, go quit today. And I was like, what? I don't have a job to go to. That's when we met. I was unemployed and I was living in all sorts of different couches of my friends across America. And uh, it was God saying, oh, just go ahead and leave now. This is your time to leave now. I've got you. Now, if I'm to look at that experience and that situation, that that circumstance and saying, oh, I can quit my job whenever I want to. And God, and within a few weeks is going to deliver me something even greater. He could very well do that. However, for me to take that and say, man, that's what God wants, my best job out there. He wants me to have the best job ever, and if I don't feel like it's this one, I just need to go quit, and he's going to drop it in my lap right after this. It would be very easy for me right after that to think, oh, man, absolutely, you're going to do that for me again. My happiness is so important to you. <laughs> like it's just, That's not 100% accurate when you look at God the Father and the way that he relates to people. Well, as it, even like the language, like you try to talk to a kid and be like, oh, it's totally a God thing. Yeah. Well, what's a God thing? I mean, I, I think I know what a thing is. I think I know what God is, but like, what's a God thing? And you're God like, oh, you know, thing. like a, yeah. you know, like a, a thing. It was like a, you know, a holy thing. But that wouldn't have happened, I believe, in that, in that one, that one experience, that one circumstance that was, so the reason maybe we shouldn't call it a God thing, that was definitely orchestrated by God. This was, hey, I'm going to tell you, that's the only time I've ever felt God give me a release from something like that. Mm. And I was I was just furious at that place towards the end there because I'm like, I want to leave and I can't because I legitimately, I explained it to Jerry because we were still in touch at that point before I even came down here and worked with him. It's like, I feel like I'm trapped here because even when I get a job offer, I feel like God's saying, don't do that. That's not going to be good for you. To where I felt like, you, do you want me to suffer here at this place when I'm unhappy and I'm not doing good stuff here? The answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, the things that I learned, even in that year of frustration, yeah. the suffering was, was so important to then when I felt the release from it is when he said, okay, I just needed you to be patient for me while, and we know the history of what happened, what God was doing here at Northgate before I even got here. If I'd have quit six months before that, I wouldn't be at Northgate. You guys weren't ready for what... Uh, opportunities were ahead and I wasn't ready for that either. So that's why it's like a God orchestration. That reminds me of my seven year old just the other day, Elsie dropped this line on me. I had, I had said something. I was like, Oh, I didn't get that right. It was something like that. She's like, well, that's good because mistakes and misses are just an opportunity to learn to get better. And I was like, Oh man, it was like basically like suffering is excellent. And I was like, wow, who are you? That's what she's seven now. So she knows these things. A hundred percent. That's exactly what she said that she gets, uh, what does she get now? I asked her, what's the biggest thing that you're excited about for being seven? And she said, I get more responsibility. 
<laughs> that's a hey there yeah. you go i loved it i was Come like on. well you get a raise that's what you're excited about <laughs> one more dollar <laughs> that's true too yeah that's that so good true yeah it's too. like she's been watching batman or something why do we fall so we can learn to pick ourselves back up i love it is that kind of message yeah is she allowed to watch that yet what batman yeah sure i i we'll have a movie i night. show them probably things that not necessarily movies but i mean when it comes to news and just yeah. ugly stuff, they see it because it's just the real world. They're going to see it somewhere else. I'd rather have the conversation about it with mm. them. Well, let's get real here then, Larry. What is, uh, what's, a, what's a circumstance in your life that has incorrectly formed a theology for you? What is something that you, I mean, it could be years ago, but what is a circumstance that happened that you were like, that's who God is? And then you felt like that was incorrect later on. Uh, I mean, the easiest go-to one would just be some of the adoption stuff of the mm. kids. And there's a thousand stories in the midst of that. But I mean, um, <clears throat> yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot in that of like, I felt like God called us. I didn't, I wasn't interested in adopting. It was kind of just on my heart and my mind. My wife and I ended up connecting about it, which was weird because it was like he was preparing both of our hearts, but then it took forever. So then it was questioning of like, well, maybe we weren't supposed to do this. Maybe we were just supposed to learn and mm-hmm. go through this process. And, you know, we grew a lot. So then I was done and being like, yeah, God doesn't want us to do this anymore. It's that constant trying to figure out who God is and what he cares about us. So then it was like, well, why would you, why would you bring us into this circumstance just to suffer um, yeah. bereavement, you know, grief? Um, and hurt and loss, like, who are you? And I don't like that, but he does. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. Some people really struggle with that. They're like, I can't follow a God that would, you know, let people get hurt and do these other things. And I think we just don't get the whole concept of who God is and yeah. what actually we need. Well, God I himself mean, came down here to suffer for us. Yeah. And it, we try to self-diagnose all the time and like um, the medicine that we need often isn't the medicine that is appropriate for us Hmm. in the times that we need it until you look back and you gain perspective, right? You look back, there's so many things that we've gone through, hurt and trial, suffering, um, times where we've had to learn patience. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes you can look back in its difficulty and you can say, as horrible as that was, and I wouldn't want anyone else to go through that, I wouldn't take it back. Yeah. I feel like just about anyone, you can talk to them and they have a story like that. Yeah. That's lived, you know, at least 20 something years of life. So would you say that these, so let's, let's try to put circumstances in an appropriate category. So if human beings, if other, you know, friends and community is here to point you to Jesus, that is ultimately Jesus is who explains who God the father is. These circumstances, would you say these are how we uh, find where Jesus is working in the world for us to experience? Like, okay, what is Jesus doing? That might be a weird question. I'm trying to think of like, where then can we put our circumstances so I think to we, use I them? think we tiptoed around a lot of it. We just don't like the answer, but I think that's, it, it, I think we've discussed this a little bit. He abides in the mess mm. and in the suffering. That's where God is yeah. abiding. Like yeah. you want to find him there, you find him in the darkest, you find him in the shadow. Right? Well, that's the beauty of that song, Another in the Fire. It's like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to go into the fire yes. to then stand with Jesus. The valley of death. Yeah. Like you've, that's where you find rest in yeah. him. 
And unless you've been there and you've mm. walked that trail, um, you don't understand it until you've been there most times. You don't understand the peace that comes from it, the hope that can come out of it. And that's what's so confusing for other people because they're like, oh my gosh, how are you not just bitter, angry, hurting? And that's where the whole you've discovered and found strength in the midst of weakness. So, well, I mean, the circumstances, and, and we're horrible at interpreting circumstances because mm. we don't want to focus on those types of circumstances. Well, the danger of basing... And that's not all of who God is, yeah, right? But well, you, as we unpack and yeah. you learn and you look at just what you're saying, what what Jesus was, and, and, and I want to be careful, too, not to make it come across like, you know, he was just, you know, aloof, you know, ultimate kindness and... You know, just, you know, was the, the something that is, well, he is something that's unattainable. Yeah. But. Well, see, the danger of these, of these, of basing who, who God the Father is off of your circumstances is sometimes when you're in a circumstance of, you know. It's not bad. You can do some of that. The problem is, is, like I said, we're just not very good at interpreting. Well, it's not even that. We're creating framework. We're creating systems. And then when God doesn't respond the way that he did in your last circumstance, then you're shaken. So if, you know, you know these, these bad circumstances that you said, like you're, you're going through that, that pain and that hurt and that suffering that you don't wish anybody else to go through, but it was necessary, there's going to be another... Uh, uh, inevitably another area of suffering in your life that's going to come up. God might not respond the same way to you as the last one. Or I know that in my suffering in different times, it's felt like, where are you, God? Like if, if I'm going through hurt in, in some ways and God does come through in different ways, but it hasn't always been the same way. Like for, uh, I'll give you an example. Losing uh, my my best friend when I was sixteen. Yeah. The way God came through in that circumstance is way different than any other pain that I've gone through, and I've even done other funerals and I've been around people who have lost loved ones, and God didn't come through for them the way that I can tell stories of how or come through might be a bad way. The way they experienced God the Father in that suffering is not the same as I experienced God the Father. So even then, when I try to explain to you from my circumstance, from my situations, oh, this is what you should expect from God because this is what he did for me. What if he doesn't come through that way? It's a relationship. It's personal. God knows what you need, not what I need. Does that make sense? Yeah, and but there's some holistic things in, yeah. in there, which is why I said you can't throw it all out. No, no, no. Um, but that you can't put all the weight on it. Because yeah. that's exactly it. If you put all the weight of who God is on circumstances, then when it crumbles, the whole house of cards comes yeah. down. And that's just often what we can find ourselves doing is putting mm-hmm. too much weight on these things and we get frustrated. Maybe we have an endurance issue because <laughs> mm-hmm. we're like, you're not coming through yet. You're not coming through yet. Yeah. Or why didn't you come through? Or why did you let this happen? Because it just doesn't get better. It gets more difficult. Um, and then we're done because we put the weight and the whole thing crumbled down and then you start questioning everything. You get so frustrated with everything and, um, the whole concept of, we just want to understand why, 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 rather than focusing on like how, 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 how should I respond? How should I act? Yeah. You know, what's my next step? And we don't look back to the gospels and to Jesus to discover what God is about um, what what he's completely about and his purpose and plan for us, 
the whole thing comes crumbling down. Yeah. Because that's difficult, which is, you know, exactly why we poked into religious traditions. Mm. Uh, and specifically because I really feel like right now that is being challenged a lot. You know, we've kind of had a swing. Um, this generation, I think, is swinging things back around mm. to just some of the sacramental stuff Liturg- the, liturgy and stuff yeah, yeah. and um, you know there was a season before that that was like distant from the legalism just because mm. someone did it doesn't mean I should do it anymore and just the harshness of people after they put really God in a box that would make sense to them that was really just full of loss which is mm. exactly why Jesus came not to abolish it but to clear it up yeah and to fulfill it and the reason why a lot of these things were created it wasn't to like entrap people in. It was for benefit. Um, but over time, again, just as humans do, and you've seen this from the beginning of time, we need systematic structure and yeah. we want to have answers for things and we want to be able to categorize people and we want to be able to draw lines and we want to be able to say, I'm black, you're white. No one wants to live in the tension of gray. Mm. And God is in the tension. That's the whole yeah. tension be- between grace and truth. That's what yeah. we talked about in John one fourteen was he came and dwelt among us who was full of glory and full of grace and truth. And that's where we get in a lot of trouble is, you know, like what I mentioned in the religious traditions of you find the ones that are like grace and then you go, Oh, they're lukewarm and it's sloppy grace and it's yes to everything. And then you find the ones that are all truth. Hmm. It's hard nosed. It's staunch. It's legalistic. You know, it's, it's chosen, it's predestined, like it's all of these things that are, you know, and then there's, there's nowhere in the middle. And yeah. so then if you're caught in the middle, you're not interested. You know, I consider myself a uh, cool millennial hipster and uh, I definitely lean into these cool liturgistic, let's go back and experience these things. Let's light some candles. <laughs> However, I'll say this recently, especially recently, um, basing, basing my experience of the father basing my relationship with the father off of other Christians and what they explain they have an experience with the father and pairing that with the traditions and the things that they say to do. And also coupled with my impatience um, as I'm sitting here thinking through, okay, I want to experience more of this relationship. I want to go deeper. I don't need to go wider anymore. I want to go deeper right now. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, God, who are you? I just want to know who you are. I'm trying out these traditions, and I'm trying new traditions, and what I'm finding from these things is it's not working necessarily the way that I want it to. Maybe I'm asking the wrong questions when I'm in this. Maybe I'm doing this wrong or this wrong. Uh, I'm speaking vaguely. Let me give you a very specific one. Uh, I've, I've tried for the last few weeks, months, really leaning into an old practice, silence and solitude, where... Um, you're really listening for the voice of God. You're listening for him to communicate to you through silence. And that is so difficult for me. And I believe he does speak through that. But what I'm hearing from other people I respect is they're saying like, this is the way you're going to experience God. This is it right here. You've got to do this. And I'm doing it. And I'm thinking, this isn't the same as what you're saying to me. No, I. so I think those things are great. But what you learn, I think, about the father from the son is how important authentic community is mm. and how he communicates in that way. And yeah. I think that we've over almost, I think we've potentially, serious John, overdone the whole 
personal relationship mm. situation. Come on. Um, there wasn't many one-on-one conversations that Jesus, as God the Father, was yeah. having with anyone. Yeah. And if it ever was happening, he was usually quickly inviting other people into it, yeah. or it was a short period of time. Mm. You know, it was like a discussion, you know, about how are you born again? Mm. There was a discussion, you know, where you know, Mary and Martha, but one was in the other room. And it was still like, what are you doing? Get in here and be a part of community. You're too yeah. busy doing your thing. Um, there, you know, all the disciples stuff, there was at least a handful of them. You know, if it wasn't everyone, there was at least a handful of them and how important then large groups were, but then smaller groups, but authentic community. And we're like, Oh, it's just secret. Hmm. It's so personal. And we like leaned into that. And I think a lot of it's just come into a big excuse to not actually do anything. Hmm. To not invest into the relationship. Yeah. It's it I do see I have seen. I have seen value in that. But ultimately what I think it's getting misinterpreted. I'm not I'm not devaluing no, 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 no. the whole thing. Oh, I'm the one who started. I think I think the miscommunication for I was having this conversation not about this, but just how when a pastor says something, that's, that's the whole reason we formed this podcast to begin with. Because you can say something on Sunday and if you just say one line that one line probably had a good amount of time that you thought about that and experienced that. But I'm going to take that one line and be like, oh, this is it. That's what I got to do. So I think what it's the danger right now for me and for other young people is we're seeing these these one lines or these one-sided view of what silence and solitude a can tweet. be. Exactly. And we're like, I got to get alone in a cabin for another three weeks and then I'm going to experience <laughs> That's God. That's so true. It's like, no, That's no, so true. maybe you should just try turning off your phone for the night and, and you know, oh, be wait. with... That's suddenly called authentic. There's a difference between community yeah. and authentic community. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That would be a great one to tease into. Of, let's talk about authentic community. I'd love to talk about it. I have a lot of lot of thoughts on that. We, we've talked about a lot of things that we'd yeah. love to talk about on here. <laughs> we want to talk about authentic community. We want to talk about we're marriage, about, yeah, relationships. Relationships, yeah. Which, by the way, for those of you who made it to the very end of the video podcast, you got to see that graphic that Larry made <laughs> for the uh, the last, or not the last one, but the uh, bringing sexy back, whatever that <laughs> series you put, was. <laughs> you put it up there. <laughs> yeah. I've no comments. No comments about that. No we're, comments. We're man. riding clean, man. It's good. <laughs> no, I. It's good. So, good. so yeah. what do you think about the homework? How many people do you think will actually do the homework and read? <sighs> so many. I'm, I'm so many. I'm actually interested of how many people have actually read a gospel. Can I? I want to just do a quick pause and do a quick shout out to. Uh, she doesn't even listen, but I was talking to our uh, children's director, Alyssa. And she has a group of women, her authentic community right now, is that they're going through with these with these women that have gone with her, they're going through a different book of the Bible every week. And they're reading that book of the Bible every mm. week. When I read when you said your homework, I'm sitting here thinking, man, we're gonna have to do a lot of reading. Let's go. She's doing a book of the Bible every week with these other women. These yeah. are mothers yeah. that have jobs and their children, and they are reading like have you tried to read Genesis in a week? That's not an easy thing. Like, I have. It is difficult. Yeah. yeah. The only reason that makes that a little easier is because it's so narrative. Yeah. Genesis There's is so good, but stories. you get to like, you know, numbers. Yeah, I think the other week they read Ruth. Yeah. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. I could yeah. do that one in a week. <laughs> yeah. But Shout out cool to them. Thing. Shout out yeah. to them. But uh, let's discuss the books they're reading. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going through the Bible, so they're going to get to the hard ones too. Uh, like, Try reading Jude, Psalms in a week. Jude was great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to Ruth. I don't want to read Psalms. And there's some that, like, one of the guys, I think Mark's only like, what, 12 chapters? Mark is the shortest one, right? It is. Yeah. 
No, that's great. I'm excited. I hey, we've talked about this before. Let's raise the bar. Like, let's give people well, things to read. That that's a little bit of difference though. Is it's it makes it more interesting to read something with a question already in mind, mm. so you can take notes to it because yeah. it it's the whole we talked about this just a little bit earlier. It's perspective. Mm-hmm. It changes your perspective when you can read. Maybe that's why I will share that this week to be like, can we read it? Looking for perspective. Ooh, little about the uh, yeah. What I'm going to talk your about your favorite this next story. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm excited because you've already you've already told me all the good stuff. So I don't even have to listen this weekend. That's not true. I haven't actually told you that much. <laughs> I just told you one good thing to chew on. It'd be interesting. Well, we'll talk about that in the podcast more in more depth. Yeah, because I might not actually get to the thing that I shared with you. Yeah, you'll have to plug the podcast. This, this was weekend. such a big tease just now. You're such a tease, Flugelhorn. Um, <laughs> <we're> <laughs> so uh, yeah, come back this weekend. It's also baptisms this weekend. I I poked at um, it is yeah. yeah yeah that's exciting. I was a little nervous. I will tell you though real quick. I, maybe one of the only other ones I was actually nervous about poking at, around here was nature. Oh yeah 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 yeah. We we still had a few more of those. I didn't even touch you know oils. <laughs> the essential oil the culture. The voodoo oils. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did I ever tell you about the story that I like tried to, like you know, say no way this stuff doesn't work. It's all a mental thing. Did you try to do that from the pulpit? No, 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 oh, no. Okay. I did it. <laughs> I did it with one of my kids. My wife's. She's all into that stuff. She's been into it for a while, and like even for the kids when they're like, "I my leg hurts," you know, growing pains, yeah. and there's like, yeah. oh, "We have a special oil for leg pain or whatever it is," and. So like my daughter was like, my leg hurts so bad. And I was like, she's like, I need one of the oils. And I'm thinking, these things don't work. I was like, no, you're fine. You're good here. I rubbed it for a second, drink some water. No, I really need it. It does hurt so bad. So I literally walked out of the room. I licked my hand and I came back and I rubbed my wet hand on her leg. Father like, of the year. Oh, it feels so much better. So the next day, do you like people better? Yeah, the oils really helped. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, see, this is nonsense. I've proven it. It's a mental thing. Did you tell her that that's what you did? No, I've decided now just to sell water to people and call it Doesn't oils. Doesn't she listen to this? Uh, this was Elsie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, maybe it was the other kids too. I don't know. They're I'm a trickster. Someday Elsie's gonna <laughs> go back into the archives, and then she's gonna be like 33, and she's gonna find this out and say, "Yeah, Dad, counsel- counseling from that moment. You lied to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Na- nature's a tough one because I know there's a lot of people, myself included. Um, not all of nature. I think it's great. I find a lot of peace in it. Like, that's, yeah, that's my. You want to talk about rest? Yeah, that's where I rest well, mm-hmm. and that's I feel like where I God really gives me rest yeah is like out on a lake but that's really that's really what we're talking about here like that's that's experiencing jesus to then point you to the father which is his desire for you is to rest in him that's Mm. it's not the nature that's doing that Mm -hmm. (laughs) just came to me man it's not it's not the nature that's doing you for me it's the beach like if i'm on the water that's just it's a calming peaceful but it's rest it's not I need the beach to do this. Really, what I'm saying is I need rest right now. And yeah. the beach is going to help me do that. But I can also find another way to do that. Yeah, like a white noise machine. Which I use. Mm-hmm. Well, my wife hates noise when she sleeps. So <laughs> that's uh, one of our big debates around the house. Is it a debate? It's not really a debate. I always win. Yeah. That's why it's not a debate. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you can sleep with noise. I can't sleep without noise. So... Let's both sleep with yeah, the noise. Yeah, because then every little noise will make you wait up. Do you know how many times when I when we first got married and I when I didn't 
I was like, all right, we won't sleep with noise. And she would wake up and say, did you hear that last night? I said, yeah, you know why? Because we don't have any noise blocking out all yeah. the other noises around. Then she could hear all your little tutors. <laughs> yeah. No, those are loud enough. <laughs> did she you hear, hear that last night? <laughs> yeah. No I fan did. will take that yeah. noise away. <laughs> uh, or you heard hers, whatever. Yeah, both ways. It goes both ways. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, this week. Again, again, don't worry, folks. We talked to her last night. She doesn't listen to this. No, she won't listen to this. Yeah, yeah we just talked about her two Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it'll be exciting this weekend. Excited for baptism. Come celebrate with us as we uh, come celebrate with these people. It's not what we're doing. Not our story. It's their yeah. story. God's, God's on the move. Yeah, we're about to film three or four people this afternoon, right wow. after this. That's great. For their testimony. So I think we got around uh, 10 people. Okay. That's great stuff. Hey, so if you haven't done your homework yet, I mean, even if you, you could listen to it nowadays. Oh, yeah. You could just tell it to talk to you, but be listening to it with, in those circumstances you hear about Jesus, what is he telling you about the Father? Yeah. And then come tell us on Sunday. I think you'll be ready. Yeah. And some of you will be able to unpack some of that in your community groups, those mm. of you in groups. Maybe even a great time to get into a group. Hey, hey, hey. Get into some authentic community and go. have a conversation. There you go. Love it. All right, we'll see you on Sunday. Love you. Peace.